Hey, everybody, welcome back to Ignorant and Uninformed America's favorite podcast. We're coming to you live from beautiful Keystone, Colorado, here in Consensual Studios at 545 Productions. And we are, as always, your clownish hosts, Mr. Ben Hollywood Whitmore. How you doing? And I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Max Sarakistan Sarak. I am here. And you're quite clownish today, man. Why? Thank There's you. There's a clown behind you. Don't look. Yeah, no, I, it's terrifying. I'm not <laughs> and, going uh, to turn around for the whole One of our other good buddies and, and uh, almost full-time host now, Mr. Jeff Watson. Present. And uh, we're joined by our good friend, Mr. Outdoor Dave, in the studio today. Hey, Dave, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you It's great to have you here. Thanks yeah, so man, much thanks for, for being here. Uh, coming I'm gonna back. I'm going to make sure I turn off my phone Sitting in. next time. We start this. And this is your podcast where we take your topics and turn them into our show for 30 minutes, guaranteed to be unedited because we're far too lazy to fix it. And we need your topics, and Max is going to tell you mm-hmm. how to get involved. Not only are we too lazy to fix and edit our podcast so it sounds good, we are also too lazy to come up with topics, so we ask you. But not for nothing, folks, we give y'all something for the whole run of the show, actually. It's been t-shirts, but we are uh, debating on whether or not we should order more or change it up. We're in transition. Don't judge us. Yeah, or judge the (laughs) fuck out of us. We don't care. We don't care about you. We don't care. Uh, But we do want your topics, so I guess we do kind of care. I should also introduce our our in-studio canine guest, Mm, Rosie, Jeff's dog, is joining us in the studio today. Yes, new dog. Yeah. She's, She's very so quiet. Cute. She's just chilling out on Jeff's lap. Yeah, yeah totally. It's very, very chill. It's, I like the atmosphere. I have to say, it's, yeah. it's like it's nice. It's chill. She, yeah. she puts out a chill. She does. Vibe. It's a good aura. Twank us on the yeah. twitters at Iganon. <laughs> Hit us up on the facebooks and message the show. Uh, you can email us topics at ignorantanduninformed dot com or click the topics button while you're streaming all the episodes and uh, get your topic to us that way and you will receive a free gift from us that's how we do how we do and how we do also also how we do how do you how do, do you do <laughs> we uh we need a topic who wants the outdoor dave oh i suppose you want to draw us a topic draw today that some bitch i'm yeah. feeling good your fingers look lucky today Ooh, lucky they sure off. were lucky last night oh. you know what i mean Yo! I have no idea what you're. I don't. To. I don't know what I'm referring to either. But, but it's it's insinuated. You're still wearing I the mean, smile. There was an insinuation. There I don't know was. of what, but it was it was there. It was tawdry. It was insinuating. Yes. I just remember lots of misses last night. That's all I remember. <laughs> oh. That was just at the end. That's oh. true. All right. All right. So that's a good the one, question so. from our friend Rachel Zucro. Nice. Rachel, Dr. Zooks. Mm-hmm. Does tradition matter? Oh, interesting. Oh. What's awesome about this is that so Rachel actually just mailed me these topics on her stationery, and it, the letter was originally returned to sender. Like she tried to send it in November, and so it took until like it's February now. It took like three months for this piece of mail to get to us. And she was like the whole time texting me back and forth, like, "Oh my god, like you're you're gonna hate it by the time it gets there, and it's not that <laughs> important." And it was just like six topics. And I was like, "I fucking love that's you, awesome. Rachel. Like, thank you so much." <laughs> yeah. And honestly, that yeah. is as is tradition for Summit County Mail. Yes. So, yes. Speaking of the, the mail, will never tradition. be out here. No. tradition. That's a tradition here in mm-hmm. Summit County. That's what I'm saying. I don't know the last time. They Speaking of tradition, I my mail comes to what they I, I am grandfathered in under what's called the Blue River route. 
Okay. Which is before the post office boxes existed. Oh, so you get you get delivery. They, well, like at the front of the neighborhood, but like yeah, yeah. like you so, fancy boy. So they like we have those you know like those neighborhood mailboxes uh-huh. like with the mm-hmm. you know yeah. they're all like yeah. thirty mailboxes yeah. lined up in yeah. a row and, and you have a key and you yeah can, they, and the post office can like open the back and like yeah they have the name. wow anyway uh, yeah so I didn't know that when I first moved in with my wife in into our house and uh, and I was like oh I guess we have to go get a PO box I still had a PO box in Frisco of all places because mm. I'd been living in Frisco. Mm. Uh, which is the for those of you who don't know Summit County, it's the town across the the reservoir from where we are. It's like which three, they also three miles know. away. That reservoir you know nothing about. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a big lake up here. <laughs> describing it, it's it's just if you read, if you read the Hunger Games, it's like the capital. What the capital will become, or where it, what will become the capital? I didn't read that chapter. No, no. me neither. No, it's actually <laughs> Denver. Is is the uh, they're saying that <laughs> oh. the capital is. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. we're District 12 then? Okay. Yeah, we're, just, we're like, no, we're like mm. District 1, bro. Yeah. Oh, we are? Mm. Oh, yeah. jeez. Because the capital in the Hunger Games series, like, backs right up to the mountains, and oh. it's almost kind of in the mountains, which makes me think that, like, because there's, like, these fictional maps that the, mm-hmm. the people make up mm-hmm. okay. where the regions are. Yeah, I just know the place where the, uh, where, like... Katniss came from was basically like where I grew up, like Pennsylvania area. Oh, yeah, yeah, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, like yeah. that kind of makes sense. Yeah, like Cat skills and all that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So is is tradition? Does tradition matter? Important. <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> what were we is, talking about? Is Hunger Games a good tradition? <laughs> uh, Let's make, make it one. Say. No, I would dare say it's probably not a good condition or tradition to uh, you know <laughs> to, sa- to ritualistically <laughs> sacrifice your youth and then watch it as and a then game. watch it as a sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, I could I could see. Isn't that, that right? like the show Intervention? Uh, I don't even know. It could very well be. Well, I, I never thought of it like that, but yes. Uh, oh, it's pretty like great. It. It's, it's like a like a rehab, like a like a usually a psychologist or some kind of drug counselor or somebody is is over. They just it's just like a reality show of someone staging an intervention for an addict. So the first half of the show is you learn about them being an addict and like yeah, what it's done. Follow to Follow them around and watch them do drugs and wreck their life. <laughs> yeah, and and then you watch oh. the intervention, and then oh. everyone cries. Yeah. Yes. Fine, I'll go. And everyone reads their letter. Okay. And then your addiction affects me in the following ways. Okay. I see your addiction affecting you in the following ways. Okay. (laughs) I've never done an intervention. Is intervention a (laughs) like a productive and healthy way to interrupt addiction since you it's a way to save some it's a way to like force someone to act i was actually it's... asking the mental health professional in the room <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope i mean i know you're a quantum physicist uh, uh... and licensed psychiatrist <laughs> uh addiction is way more complex than what you know can come out of i think a lot of these interventions and um yeah i don't think there's a i mean there's definitely evidence that it, it is somewhat helpful for some people but just like aa like the numbers are really low like if you look at the amount of people who go through aa and are successful like the uh. overall statistics are quite low for people who i didn't know that do not you know experience significant relapse yeah. interesting um, the day. nice thing about the aa model is that you know relapse is seen as part of the process and you're not like ostracized for doing it but ultimately i think like for like you know complete like recovery um the numbers are low Hmm. People tend to relapse okay. and fall back into their hmm. patterns um, because addiction is about more than just a substance. It's about, you know, life patterns. It's about 
traditions <laughs> within systems. <laughs> there you go. And if the system traditions are not addressed um, and people get thrown back in the same set of circumstances, they find themselves falling back to the same behaviors and thereby, you know, mm. they find themselves in the same predicament. Interesting. So, okay. Tradition yeah. bad. <laughs> in that sense. In, in, tra- in addiction, tradition bad. Yeah, unless you can make new traditions, Ooh. in which case. So is, is, is an traditions. intervention like supposed to be like a, is it like a last resort type thing like you can't get through to anybody you can't it is kind of like a last resort thing. they don't want to help themselves so, yeah it's not need help. yeah there's like the interventionalist interventionalists is that the word i'm trying to say anyway there are people who do <laughs> interventionists yeah sure <laughs> and um i did not have any coffee this morning <laughs> um so you know these people they operate within that model but i'd say most like um most addiction counselors are not doing interventions. Intervention is like it's something that people seek out as like a last resort. And there are specific people who have specific models they follow for interventions. And then they have connections with programs that they then send people to after the intervention. Like the intervention is just to get people to go to a program. It is not the treatment itself. Right. Yeah. Right. No. It's a way to get It's just a way to guilt. Well. It's guilt, guilt and shame somebody to the point where, like, they <laughs> feel like they they can't win, so they go somewhere to try to get the finest tradition. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, no, no right. guilt and shame. Yeah, mm-hmm. but well, those it's are... it's a gross show. I think I it's. Uh, I think it's it's horrendous. I, yeah, is it? I, what is it even on? It seems a bit sensational. The Learning Channel is that? I, yeah, one of those crappy channels. TLC yeah. that they, used to be a good. Channel. They forgot what the what the initials stood for. I was going to mm. write a whole column about that and how like Orwellian TV stations have gotten with like what happens on the History Channel. Yeah, uh, mm. being like, like speculation oh. and how the Learning Channel is just full of trash reality sure. TV. Discovery Channel, Ancient yeah. Aliens is far from speculation. <laughs> right, <laughs> Animal Planet there's is all about tradition. how nature will kill you. Like sure. there's just a whole yeah list of. I get you. I get you. Stations. Yeah, I remember when History Channel showed history. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was like we literally are just going to play Ken Burns Civil War for the next six months. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now it's Pawn Stars and Aliens. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But they found some success, I guess. That's right. Well, they know they know what the people want. So, well, unfortunately. I know what boys like. I know <laughs> what guys Yeah, you like. do. Showed us <laughs> last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With those fingers. Ooh. That's uh, what the TV station says. Oh. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I like it. What do you think about – I mean, do you think tradition – is a positive or a negative? Is it what is is our tra- do our traditions hold us back? Should we abandon them all and embrace the future? Is it the sunk cost fallacy? There are some that hold us back. I think. I mean, I'm not going to give any specifics. <laughs> no. Well, that's going to make for but a I mean, very boring show. Well, I mean, when you, I mean, like right now, think about marriage tradition that held us back for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, people are battling gender traditions, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, those two were off the top of my head that were important, I think. Sure. Interesting. Yes. Ben's annual trip to Disney World, I think, is a good tradition. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're doing it this year. <laughs> no! Breaking with tradition. Breaking with tradition. <laughs> is also healthy. And I how think. do you feel about that, sir? Um, I'm okay with it. I think it's it's a it's a really fun trip. I actually very much enjoy getting to see my good friends. It used to be like a work trip, like people I work, you know, friends that we saw on a regular basis. And now it's it'll be an opportunity to see my friends who know who don't live here anymore, and 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 we'll get to hopefully reconnect and 
hang out in Florida. 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 I got a cousin who lives in Florida. Do you know him? (laughs) Yes, he made it a point to tell me that he was your cousin. We get Mm -hmm. together on Sundays and compare notes on extended family. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thinking of tradition and the value of it, um, my mind went to... Tradition for tradition's sake, I believe, is a hindrance. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we do things without intention, without real meaning, mm-hmm. but just because it's what was done and we must continue that. That's mm-hmm. where I think tradition really gets hung up when it's – if that That's, becomes a mindless kind of observance. Inertia. Yeah. Yeah, if that's yeah. your main reason for doing something, that's not I can't remember reason. the name of it, but the monkey you, – you've heard of the, the monkey ladder experiment? Have you heard of this? No, I have not. This is very interesting. So this is a psychological experiment that they did on a, a, a group of chimpanzees. And uh, chimpanzees. so chimpanzees. Mm. Uh, so they put uh, five chimpanzees in a <laughs> – I'm just going to say it like that. I guess so. I'm, I'm disturbed. Uh, they put five chimps in, in a room with a ladder and there was a banana at the top of the ladder. And so immediately the, the, the chimpanzees figure out how to climb the ladder and there's a – and as soon as that first the, – the one chimpanzee goes up the ladder because it was – not room for all of them and he grabs the banana and as soon as he touches the banana there uh they get uh hosed down like they they they, they yeah. spray there's like water in mm-hmm. the ceiling and and so all the monkeys run away and and uh and they they get mad at the other chimp and they take out their aggression on that chimpanzee who got the banana because mm-hmm. how dare you and the next time that somebody tried to go up the ladder they beat him up they brought in a, they took out one chimp, chimpanzee and they put in another one who hadn't seen it mm-hmm. and of course he tries to go up the ladder and the monkeys beat him up <laughs> and before and, he gets up the ladder or yeah after? before he gets oh. to the banana before the hose can be triggered oh, yeah, the before issue. the sprinklers yeah. and the thing. Yeah. so it's a conditioned behavior mm-hmm. and 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 so they keep so that monkey learns that if you go up the ladder you get beat up and or the the other monkeys pull oh, you down and bite you okay and so they keep replace it but he doesn't know why yeah and eventually they've replaced every chimpanzee and every chimpanzee is taking debt anyone who tries to go up the ladder even the ones and and there's no monkeys who have been sprayed down with water mm-hmm. there's no chimpanzees mm-hmm. left apes that have been sprayed with water yeah. but they're still they've been conditioned to follow this tradition mm-hmm. uh of Anyone going up the ladder, that's a bad thing. So we pulled them down. And, wow. And that's, that's wild. It. Yeah. They've done the same experiment with people standing up in doctor's offices. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, like, there's just a random experiment where, like, in a waiting room of a doctor's office, like, every once in a while, there'll be a, t- a tone that sounds. And then, like, there'll be, like, four people who are plants who just stand up. And then they sit down, you know, of, like, after six seconds and it's like the same sort of thing with the monkeys that like as more people come they start getting like indoctrinated into this social setting and then mm-hmm. the same thing happens wow yeah <clears throat> and i mean there's there's no real value judgment right like the, the sure. chimpanzee thing like if you, if you think of it like in the context of say they climb the ladder to get banana and you know half the chimps were slaughtered Right. So, yeah. So like it was a pretty innocuous um, occurrence that they were like blasted with a fire hose, which was very uncomfortable. But this, I think, shows like the value and importance of tradition and and the way that we we internalize these things because they protect us from things. So we don't have to learn every generation to like why um, we should not climb this ladder to get this friggin' banana. Well, because we will be, you know, so there is there is a. a, Mm -hmm. There is a functional reason that we 
integrate these social norms mm-hmm. and we don't all have to always know what they are. Mm-hmm. And if we do it mindlessly, it, be, it suddenly we, we kind of lose touch. Right. And then yeah. we find ourselves doing it. so there's like, there's mm-hmm. like a, a fine line, you know? Yeah. We, we're, we're like social animals and we, we align with, you know, the conditioning and the, the circumstances around us in a way that, um, ultimately are, are meant to protect and, mm-hmm. um, serve the population and, and, you know, so it's, it, you know, sure. y- y- yeah. you look at it and it seems like ridiculous, right? Like nobody, none of the monkeys had ever been sprayed and yet they're all exhib- exhibiting this behavior. And it seemed ridiculous because it's an innocuous thing that they get sprayed by a fire hose. But if it was like, you know, they alert the the local lion tribe or pride to where they, you know, mm-hmm. right. And so, it, you know, so it's like there are, there's a functional aspect yeah. to it and there's a value sure. in why we do, you know, adhere to these so, sorts of so things. So do, do a lot of, do many of our social norm traditions, at least as far as behavior patterns and stuff, can, do you think we can trace many of them? I bet we could trace many of them back to, I'm making a statement, not asking a question. I realized halfway through. <laughs> I think that we would realize that a lot of them come down to like a a survival, a place of survival and protecting the tribal unit or the family unit or the social construct mm-hmm. unit, whether whatever that is. So there's certain things that like in public you wear clothes most of the time because otherwise why do we do that unless you live in a nudist colony where that's a social construct of that group that you don't have to wear clothes but we all wear clothes and someone who doesn't wear clothes is chastised and ostracized from our community because it would be like somebody walking through the savannah in a group trying to avoid predators and someone just yelling for no reason and making a lot of noise being stupid in georgia in in the, the Serengeti, so right now. the Savannah. <laughs> I'm just saying, the, yeah. the you Savannah. Could, the, you could like trace it back to that. High fives. I've toasting I, glasses. Sure. Yeah. These are I things that have their roots. These are social customs that have their roots in protecting us, right? Like sure. the reason we tears glasses. Isn't, isn't this what you're saying? Ben? Yes. Like we yeah. toast glasses with somebody to like spill some of our drink to make sure it's not poisoned mm-hmm. into their cup. You yeah. know, we shake hands to right, show no. you don't have a weapon. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, is that, that, is that, I, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> is that there's a lot of these traditions that we mm-hmm. observe mm-hmm. Be- and, and the very likely event is that no one is ever going to try to poison me with a drink, mm-hmm. but I still, you know, cheers out of goodwill towards the people I'm with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not the monkey who got sprayed with the hose in a lot of situations. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's a so, good, yeah. But I still do all these things because right. that's what, like, well, that's been ingrained in my behaviors and I observe uh, there, you know, we all, and then we have, like, there, I think there's definitely facets. There's layers of traditions that we follow. Well, I was going to. And at some point they become social constructs and not traditions. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, like Dave was saying, about how. They're to protect us, and but I just wonder if at this point we don't have those consequences anymore, but we still have the tradition to prevent well, consequences that will probably never happen. Yeah. Like you were saying, you're not likely to be poisoned. That, that was exactly what you want me to think, you fuckers. question to it. Like what point does our world change where the world has outgrown the traditions or the traditions mm-hmm. are from like an older time and place? Like mm-hmm. as much as – 
you know, life is the same from a certain vantage point. Like things are also very different now than they have been. Sure. And so like, what do you think there's a point where it's time to examine our old traditions and begin to make new traditions and rituals that fit our worlds and lives? I think think it's gotta be, it's, it is, it is constantly changing in a way. Mm -hmm. I think that there's some things that, that hold on whether or not we want them to at, one or at day. the cost of progress or not. But I think generally speaking in most societies, we've, we've moved past the tradition of owning other people. You know what I mean? Have we not, not in all places. I'll be honest. Or always. Yeah. But in in all, in the direct line of like, here's a piece of paper that says I own this person mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. I think we're all, we're all, well, Never I think, mind. Yeah, I'm not going to say whatever I was going to just come out of my mouth. It would have just sounded <laughs> like, done. This is yeah. not done. a time no for more stream of consciousness. The, no. the filter is on. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, like, in regards to that question, and kind of bringing up what um, Jeff said earlier with uh, some of the traditions he named, with um, like, I think there, like, I think society and, and culture inherently changes things when the time comes right and it it doesn't happen without conflict and without turmoil but like you know jeff was saying with with marriage particularly like right now there's a huge traditional shift happening in marriage where we're looking at you know marriage between same-sex couples which traditionally was completely like taboo uh, yeah taboo and like unfathomable but society has changed and and there's like an internal regulatory system that's at play and the tradition will possibly shift, just like like divorce. Like divorce has become mm-hmm. like you know synonymous with marriage. <laughs> you sure. know, it's whereas fifty, sixty years ago, it was almost you know unheard of, except sure. in the most extreme circumstances. So while maybe there's not a hey, it's time to sit down and think about this. Let's all just talk. It's more like an internal conflict within the system arises, and the system starts to adjust, and then there becomes an awareness of why this is happening, and then like it. And it's, yeah, it's like this ugly, messy, complex thing. And then in a hundred years, whatever the result's going to be, people are going to look back and be like, oh, yeah, like, I, I imagine, like, I remember, like, learning about, like, women's suffrage and, mm-hmm. like, women getting the right to vote. I imagine it was way more complex than, like, the three paragraphs I read in my history. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they know? didn't fix that in the day. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, like, but, yeah, fair. you know, so we learn about the, we experience the changes in traditions through our day-to-day life that that happened in the past in such a matter-of-fact way even though they were so complex back then and um it's like an immediacy thing like it's if it's not immediate for us it was like oh this must have been the way it always has been mm-hmm. and it's immediate for us at the challenge and, and the difficulty of what we're going through now but then in 100 years and be like oh yeah that's what just what it did and it made sense and that's yeah. the way we're living and so i think that traditions change a lot it's just that we only notice the ones that are changing mm-hmm. while we're in it. And mm-hmm. when we're in it, it's harder for us to really notice it. So it's like really, mm-hmm. it's just, it's an odd kind of sense of awareness around the change of tradition. Yeah. I'm going to shut up now. Uh, no, I, <laughs> oh, that was I, great. I appreciate what you're talking about. I feel like we've been, we've been looking at this from a very, through a very broad lens, broad, broad. And, and I, I think I'd like to bring it down to like an anecdotal level mm. to us, like what to a personal level. Like, do you have any? Do you guys have any like traditions in your life that you value, or that you feel that you 
on the other end of that scale that you feel that you hold on to really for no reason or, or maybe to your own uh, your own expense. Detriment. Um, Detriment, yeah. Before we get started, definition of terms, if we may. Ne- Captain um, Parameters! Uh, <laughs> the difference between ritual and tradition. Ritual and tradition. Mm-hmm. I was going to think habit an, as an well. Important, yeah. An important distinction, I think. I don't know that I could... Yeah, well, that's what I like. As as I'm sitting here Big thinking words. about your question, it's like, yeah, I'm trying to dis- to distinguish between the two, and maybe there isn't a difference. I don't know. Um, I'm just going to say, as a single, like, as one well, think, person, it's hard to have a tradition. Don't you need a group? Yeah, I would think. Like, I could say I have family traditions, but I don't know if I'd say me. I have I have traditions. I, I would say that a tradition versus a ritual. Ritual implies that it is it, it's a it's a sacred tradition. It, there is something <laughs> sacred about it, not necessarily religious, but it is yeah chart something okay. you like. Okay, but there is a spiritual connotation. A ritual, to a ritual, as opposed to like I go to Buffalo Wild Wings every Tuesday. That's right. a tradition. Right. I go to church every Sunday, and I hold that sacred. That is a ritual. Sure. Essentially, hmm. hmm. I, when I think of ritual and tradition like ritual for me is the systematic like the more mundane thing like thing like i mean on a, on a, like a really basic level like the the ritual of whatever my morning routine the oh, sure exactly your teeth yep. yeah, yeah. Daily I mean, ritual, ritual is what i think and the tradition is like the would be the broader scope kind but is, of is there not it. something sacred in in preparing the temple of your body in, oh yeah in, i'm not i'm not i'm not denying the sacredness you know I mean? of it I'm, I'm just trying, thinking, I'm trying to wrap my head around, you know, it's like for me, like there's the tradition of having Thanksgiving every year. And then there's the ritual of what actually happens within the context of the Thanksgiving, right? The sure. ritual of how we prepare things and what gets prepared and who shows up and who sits where the ritual is the details. The how? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the, and the, tr- that's just my mind. And the yeah, tradition okay. is the sense. thing as a whole. Okay. Appreciate so, that. Dave. Yeah, okay. I, I like it. I so then, yeah, I definitely have a ton of traditions. Like during uh, the football season, I go watch the Browns mostly lose <laughs> and, uh, through years. But, like, I get together with the same group of people. Like when I go see my family in Ohio, there's the same set of restaurants that we hit almost every time. Mm, like, um, yeah, those are just some off is the there top of like, my head. Is there, like, a difference between uh, the the importance of, say, a, like, is is there – I think if you break from a ritual in a way, there, there's an implied consequence. Okay, right? so here's a... In the sense of like a mundane thing, you're not prepared. You're, you forgot to brush your teeth, but you do it every day or you didn't do it. So... There's a consequence. For 14 years, every Wednesday, I hosted a game of Dungeons & Dragons, which we, all of you guys have Tradition. been a part of. Mm-hmm. Tradition. Mm-hmm. My kitchen flooded, and I stopped hosting that game, and I broke that tradition. And I think it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. Like, it was a blessing in disguise because it gave me some distance to re-evaluate whether or not it was something I wanted to continue doing or something that I had just been doing because of the momentum, the inertia. Well, after a decade and a half, I feel like it's certainly your right to reevaluate that in your life. Sure. I cry when I masturbate. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's original. You need lubricant, sir. (laughs) My You're not supposed to use the cheese grater. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking shoulds. Uh, yeah, what about you guys? Have you... 
I was going to bring up Dungeons and Dragons. Like yeah. that, that that has been a a tradition in my life for a long time, and I've I've kind of also along the same lines. I'm I'm taking a break from our Wednesday night game because of I'm I'm kind of reevaluating where it is where it can fit in my life and where it needs to. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting in in relation to that question um, is. I don't feel like there was a lot of tradition in my life. It wasn't a big part of my family. There wasn't a lot of traditional things that happened. Like we kind of did some things that are traditional, like, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, but they didn't have a lot of meaning other than the fact that we just did them. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel like my life has kind of been missing out on something because there hasn't been like a valued tradition component to my life. And I, I, you know, in relationship with other people and like kind of involving myself with other people's traditions at times in different contexts, I'm like, wow, like this is such a cool and enriching and fulfilling kind of thing for people to come together and do this thing and, and to do it like, you know, with, with gusto with like, you know, I, I've definitely been around people who have traditions that they do is, you know, like we were saying, like for tradition's sake and it's fucking miserable. But when the, the tradition has heart and soul to it, like it can be, I, I've, my experience has been as some of the most uplifting experiences of my life is to be a part of somebody else's tradition. Hmm. And I'm like, wow, like what would my life have been? What? like should would there have been more of a like meritorious tradition <laughs> in my mm-hmm. life interesting can does do traditions do do we adopt traditions do we make our own do we are they then rituals if we take you can can you come up with a tradition or you can certainly come up with your own ritual the way you do mm-hmm. something right mm-hmm. in in a certain order and and there's something Again, structured and, and almost bordering on the sacred because you don't break that order unless you really need to. And then maybe well, you can. But, I think you can. You know what well, I mean? Why like, not? Can you make up your own traditions? Of or course you, you get can. get them from somewhere else? I was thinking of like Wednesday nights. That's not something I probably would have brought into my life on my own. But I was brought in, by as many of us were, by Max uh, to start doing this. And it became a tradition in my life. And it became a big part of my life for sure. a long time. It still is a big part of my life. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just the question that was ringing in my head. Was like, yeah, do, where do they I all think, come from? Do they are they individually sparked, or do we pick and choose throughout our lives? I think it's both. Yeah. You're indoctrinated, or you create one. Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you ask most people about where this tradition come through, I I don't know. It's just what we've always done, you know. Sure, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I could I could talk ad hoc about all the traditions. Mm-hmm. In, in my life and in all of our lives, but that's about that's about it for us today. So keep with those traditions. I hope that tradition includes downloading and listening to Ignorant Uninformed every week. Thanks for subscribing. Make sure you hit that little subscribe button on in a ritualistic fashion, if you would, uh, on whatever podcast you listen to us on. Make sure you check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash ignorant and uninformed. You can or you can twank us on the Twitter. Uh, send us a tweet. Send us a topic that away. It's at Ig and Un. You can follow us on the tweeters. And, uh, you know, we, we sometimes tweet back and uh, say some funny things once a month or something. And, you know, uh, what a it's, it's, it's a great time. Yeah, what a tradition. It's, it's not certainly not a ritual. That's for sure. Uh, make sure you check out all the podcasts at ignorantanduninformed.com. You can send us your topics. The best way is emails. Topics at ignorantanduninformed. Questions make the best topics. We're going to be back next week with a brand new episode of Hot Ass Freshness all up in your grill. 
Thanks again to Max Sarek and Sarek, Mr. Jeff Watson, our good friend Outdoor Dave, and I've been Ben Hollywood Whitmore. Peace off. <laughs>